Pat your neighbor on the back and say, I love you, love you, love you, and you may be seated. Brother and Sister Gandhi have been with us and helped us in life's circumstances. And one of the circumstances of my life is I was very immature several years ago when we took a vacation together. And we went to Colorado, our families, and we were trying to snow ski. And I had snow skied one day uh, with my boy Eldridge when he was eight years old. He's now 48. And uh, I just thought that I could handle it. I could master it. It was, I had it behind me. I mean, I knew what I was doing. And so I got on the bunny hill and that they had this escalator and you could, you could go up this little bunny hill and slide down. And it, it didn't have a slow part of that much, you know, just barely slide down. When I did that a few times, I said, Brother Gandy, I'm ready to go. And we went to the top of the hill two miles up in the mountain. Oh, my God. Within 45 seconds of coming down, I was shaking like a leaf. I didn't know what to do but stop. And Brother Gandy came and rescued me and skied me. He skied backwards two miles. Two miles. I was skiing forward, but he was skiing backwards and brought me safely down that high mountain. I'd still be up there, a frozen <laughs> snowman. I wouldn't be a pillar of salt like Lot's wife, but I would be a frozen snowman if I was still, if he had not rescued me that day. But the Gandys have been with us, and they've helped us, oh, Lord. Several years ago, we moved out of a big house on New Year's Eve, and uh, they won't ever forget that. I gave him so many pairs of socks. I couldn't put one more thing in his truck or trailer. We gave him everything we could get rid of. But it was, they're just so precious. And Sister Gandy's walk in consecration to the Lord. We honor you, Sister Judy, our prayer partner. And I'm here as a result of your prayers this last year. I was five days in total darkness. Could not pray for myself. With doctors of every kind working on my body. And y'all prayed me out of the darkest night of my life. Five days was supposed to be my time in the hospital. It was 17. And God spared my life. And I'm now cancer free. Thanks be to God. I can still preach, and I thank God for it. And I want to preach, preach, preach. Like he said, preach till I die. And I don't want to die in his pulpit, but I want to die working for the Lord. I'm not asking God to give me life so I can have treasure and pleasure. But I do want to work. I want to work, work, work. There's so many churches Jerry and I have preached in almost 500 churches in our ministry. And we love to lift up the hands of the man of God. We love to encourage the saints of God. We love to pray with people. And this morning, if God will help me, I want to preach to you a message. 
and it is now about exactly 11.30, and uh, I'm going to do my best to be through in 30 minutes. How would y'all like a miracle to happen? Y'all know I'm not a short-winded preacher. I mean to be. I try to be, and I have gotten a lot better, Sister Judy. I've noticed I had fewer invitations because I preached so long. I had to break my habit. (laughs) amen and I come to this pulpit with a catalog of information and I have crammed throughout the night and I'm going to do my best to preach without notes and that will make it shorter okay (laughs) I'm so happy to be at Brother Reese this morning bless his heart proud of what God's doing in his life. Can you say amen? I'm turning to Acts, the second chapter in verse one. And I, I know you know that verse of scripture. He said, when the day of Pentecost, would all of you say it with me? When the day of Pentecost, come on, everybody. And when the day of Pentecost, was fully come they were all with one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of rushing mighty wind and filled all the house where they were sitting there appeared in them cloven tongues like as the fire that set upon each of them they were all filled with the everybody say holy ghost come on holy ghost holy ghost holy ghost holy ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them the utterance I'd like to turn back now to Luke chapter 24 and just read uh, a verse or two that would give you a little foundation for this. In Luke 24, and in verse 43, um, Luke 24, Luke 24. Okay, let's go to verse 45. He opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and said, Thus it is written, Thus it behooved Christ to suffer to rise again the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name beginning at Jerusalem. Everybody say Jerusalem. Our President Donald Trump was correct in bringing the embassy back to Jerusalem. All through the Bible you can read that Jerusalem is the eternal city of God. On earth. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold I send the promise of my father upon you. But everybody say tarry ye. In the city of Jerusalem. Until you be endued with power from on high. And everybody say hallelujah. Clap your hands on the Lord and you may be seated. Amen. Our God is a. I need to say, uh, I'm glad my darling wife is with me this morning. The older her face gets, the prettier it gets. I am married to a lovely, lovely lady. And I thank the Lord for her. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then... 
in Job 26, he said he stretched out the north over the empty space and hangeth the earth upon nothing. Wow. Everybody say, I'm not very secure because there is no cable holding us up here, suspending us. In Psalms of old, thou hast laid the foundation of the earth, and heavens are the work of thy hands. Then in Acts, sirs, why do you these things? Ye also are men of like passions and peace, and you preach unto, and you preach that you should turn from vanities unto the living God which made heaven and earth and the sea and all the things that are therein. I want to preach to you this morning on the magnitude of Pentecost. I am tired of people looking down at Pentecost as if this is a, some little P-E-N-N-E-Y, Pentecost. And I say, we are not copper pennies. We are not the most nothing thing on planet earth. We are the dream of God. We are God's magnificent dream. And God made the heavens and the earth. God in his creative power created heavens and earth. And to my knowledge, creators never quit creating. It is believed that there are trillions of solar systems in our universe. Millions of suns bigger than our sun. And that God is still creating. Why would he ever quit? We just had a funeral for a lady of my life uh, as a child. She trained me. My voice, she, changed, she trained me as a pian to play the piano. And she was my teacher, 97 years of age. Anadine Bateman was buried up here in Alto. And she was a teacher. She was a missionary to India on her own dime for 13 years. And she was an artist. She went to India under the guise of an artist and a teacher and taught the Bible. It was her trap. She trapped the people. And she won people. In the last 14 years of her life, she was in a, what they call the mansions, a beautiful, a gorgeous place for elderly people. And she had, she baptized 14, she taught them artwork. And while she would teach them artwork, she was trapping them. And she had 14 baptized in Jesus' name in Brother Foss's church at Bethel in Houston. She never quit her artwork. Her hall to her room in the mansions was filled with her artwork. Her house her, or her apartment was filled with artwork. They have stacks of art. She was the most famous watercolor artist of the, 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 uh, the Northwest up in California and Washington. Won prize after prize, thousands of dollars. Artists never quit painting. Creators never quit creating. And pastors never quit loving people. Can you say praise the Lord? And so our God of majestic power that can 
create universes. Our God that knows how to speak into existence. Sun, moon, and stars. Now, I don't know how God did it. I don't know where God was when he did it. But I know he did it. He chose some place in the great universe as a creative pedestal for him to stand upon and declare to the void it was without form it was nothing. Sun be thou blazing in the heavens and all of a sudden a two million degree fire started burning on a ball that keeps our atmosphere warm. Moon be thou shining in the dark. Created heaven and earth. He just splattered the black veil at midnight with stars and galaxies and Milky Ways and Big Dippers and Little Dippers. And what a mighty God we serve. He has all power in heaven and earth. And he never quits being God. He never quits being God. And then he made man after he made angel. Remember, he created Lucifer and he was the most beautiful of the angels. But when Lucifer lost his worship, he lost his place. And when we lose our worship, and I don't mean just coming in and, and, and kumbaya. I mean, we worship the Father is seeking such that will worship him in spirit and in truth. When I lose my worship, I lose my place. Can somebody shout hallelujah? hallelujah? And so our God that could create the angels and seraphims and, and uh, Isaiah 6 and 1, he said, I, in the year Uzziah died, I saw the Lord standing high and lifted up. And his train filled the temple. Can somebody say Hallelujah. Everybody say, you're a great God. Come on, you're a majestic God. Come on, let's just get into that mentality of all of a sudden we're on God's creative pedestal. And God is still creating. He's going to prepare a place for you. Folks, if he can create a, a universe that has what is called trillions of solar systems. Come on. God can surely prepare a place for you. But our God, his dream was for man to have a great relationship. So he created Adam and Eve in a flower garden romantic atmosphere. It ended in sin and he had to drive them from his presence. Then his two boys, their two boys, Cain and Abel. God wanted to see them play baseball together and shoot hot shoes and have a good time as boys, as brothers. I had two brothers and I, I still loved them so much. And God dreamed of a relationship. But he said, Cain, where's your brother? And Cain made a snide remark. 
when he lifted up that little old lip and said, am I my brother's keeper? <laughs> you better believe you are, you little sucker. <laughs> you can't love me around Abel. You got to love me through Abel. And you don't think you're your brother's keeper? Now, you don't have to keep your brother in finances. You don't have to keep him in housing or in clothing or food. But you've got to keep your brother in love. Your wife, your children, your relatives, your church can never feel like you don't love them. Jesus said to one man, put the check back in the book. I don't need it. You, you and Joe Doe are fussing. Now, you go make things right with Joe Doe, then bring your altar to the altar. Because you can't love me around Joe Doe. I won't let you love me around Joe Doe. I won't let you love me around ill feelings and ill will. you got to love me through your brother. I'm preaching right now, folks. God wants us to love one another. And so God, he put up with. Adam and Eve sinning, Cain killing Abel. Noah's day was filled with adultery and God wanted to wipe adultery off the face of the earth. One commentator said that Noah's family was the only family that was not in adultery and God wiped out the rest. God had to put up with chaos. Confusion, corruption, and violence. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. So God created a baptistry big enough to bury planet Earth. He destroyed planet Earth. Raised it up. And look at this beautiful planet. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Hallelujah. God tolerated Abraham being separated from Lot. Jacob and Esau despising each other. Joseph sold by his brethren to the Egyptians. Pharaoh killing boy babies to finally get them to Moses. God put up with idolatry, division, hatred. National rivalries, ill will, Philistines hating the Israelites, Midianites, Sabians. I mean, you, you, I love the Bible, but the Old Testament can really run me nuts. All of the junk that went on. Can you imagine 1,500 years of idolatry? Put up a little golden calf, Moses on the mountain, Face was glowing with the power of God, getting the Ten Commandments, and they stripped that. Don't even think about this, folks, but three million people with no clothes on worshiping a little golden calf. Yeah. Yeah. Love you, Kathy. You brought us out of the Red Sea, Kathy. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. 1,500 years of Ashtaroth. Love you, Ashti. Holy Ashti. You brought us out of Pharaoh's bondage. Yeah. And God up in heaven. 
Everybody say, stomp your foot. I brought you out. Baal worship. Baal Peor worship. Chemos worship. They gone. Love you, Daggy. Love you, Daggy. Holy Daggy. And God saying, Then they love Diana. My dad told me about Diana. He told me that in Ephesus was her altar. It's been moved to the Vatican. And on the way to the Sistine Chapel, I walked past the, the altar to Diana. And you don't ever want to read the vulgar scenes that have come from that altar. You don't want to see on the other side of the hallway Diana herself in the most vulgar of position you can imagine. And God put up with this mess. Moloch. <laughs> holy moly, holy moly. Love you, moly. They worship the golden calves of Jeroboam. The heavenly bodies. Teraphim. Devil worship. And God put up with that crud, that nasty, sinful, debaucherous 4,000 years of iniquity. 1,492,000 days. God looked at his watch. Yep. Putting up with it, boys. The grain was falling through the hourglass. And God was tolerating for a thousand years of rebellion, sin, iniquity, division, hatred. Come on, everybody. Nation hating nation. People hating people. In 1,492,000 days, God watched his clock. And finally, God said, in the fullness of time, I'm going to conceive in a virgin womb. I'm going to come as a baby. I'm going to establish my church. And I'm going to go to the cross. And from my cross, I'm going to forgive the world of 4,000 years of iniquity and division. And when Jesus said, Father, folks, you ought to shout when I say that. Father, forgive them. Can we learn from what Jesus did how we ought to do all of our enemies and all of our offenders and all of those that hate us or whatever? Come on everybody say, Father, forgive. Forgive them. Forgive everybody that's hurt my feelings. Everybody that's offended me. Everybody that's made me weep. That's hurt my heart. <laughs> Father, forgive them. 
And after 1,492,000 days, God said, I am not the author of confusion, and I cannot work with confusion. And I'm not going to work with confusion. I don't have to, because I'm not after numbers. I'm not intimidated by size. Eight people in an ark didn't bother him. Because the Messiah was in the wombs. In the seed line of that ark people. Can somebody shout hallelujah? hallelujah. And God put up with. Everybody say God put up with. 4,000 years of junk. And God said. Now. I'm going to go to the cross. I'm going to do three million miracles one-on-one, face-to-face. It's a praise. He healed. He did three million miracles in person to people. That's a lot of miracles. And he said, I'm going to do enough miracles to intrigue the world to follow me to my cross and watch me and the universe die and when Jesus turned out the fire on the face of the sun the whole universe went into outer darkness frozen outer darkness and then he raised it up because he is the resurrection and the life And he raised this planet back up. And he raised the universe back up. He turned the sun back on. What a God we serve, folks. What a God we serve. How could he think of all of this? He said, I have worked with, I've tried to work with every prophet. I've tried to work with every king, with every priest. I commanded them 2,700 And 13 commandments in the Old Testament. He gave them a head. Education. Religion. The Old Testament was a head religion. He told them what to do and what not to do. Folks, if you're trying just head parenting, you're going to lose. One boy was being spanked by his daddy. And he told his daddy, he said, Daddy, you're not doing any good. You're not hurting me. You're not changing a thing because you're madder than I am. You're misbehaving worse than I did. Your anger invalidates your discipline. Come on, everybody. You try just head. Don't, don't, stop, stop. That will not go very far, friend. But I'm telling you, love never fails. Y'all okay? Everybody say, praise the Lord. And God said, I cannot work with confusion. I'm not the author of confusion. And I don't have to work with confusion. He said to his church, as he was leaving, go to Jerusalem. Begin preaching repentance and remission of sins. And when you get to Jerusalem, you tarry 
until you be endued with power. In other words, you go in that upper room and you leave every issue outside the upper room. You're only 50 days away from crucifixion. And everybody was talking about, I saw you spit on Jesus. Accusing one another. You nail the nails. Accusing each other. Divided. He said, I don't need a Solomon's temple to change the world. I don't need a hanging garden of Babylon. I don't need a Noah's Ark. Come on, everybody. I don't need a crystal cathedral. I don't need a Vatican. I don't need a Mecca. I don't need a St. Paul's Cathedral in London. I don't need St. Patrick's in New York. Come on, everybody. All I want you to do is go in that room. Leave every issue outside. All national issues. All religious issues. All personal grievances. Every bad attitude. Everybody say praise the Lord. You tarry until you get every, all the junk out of yourself. Get all of the hatred out. Get all of the malice out. Get all of I'm preaching to somebody this morning. Get all the jealousy out. Get all of the gossip out. You stay in there. And I don't want... Listen. If one person hates another person... In that room, I'm not coming in. Because I don't have to put up with fussing and arguing and division. I don't have to. I can turn the world upside down with no Solomon's temple, no Noah's Ark. All I need it's for my people to get in that room and there's only one issue in that room. Everybody say one issue. You tarry until you get the Holy Ghost. Everybody say Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Come on. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Folks, you have to pray until there's not an issue in your life. But Holy Ghost, God help me this morning. Come on, everybody. What is my issue Monday morning? Holy Ghost, walk in the Spirit. Because it was on that day that our God got back on his creative pedestal and said, I am going to make a new creature out of you. I made the angel creature. I made, I made the human creature. Now I'm going to make the Christian creature. The creature that the gates of hell cannot prevail against. And I'm not going to just teach you. Jeremiah 31, he said, I'm going to write my law in the inward parts of your heart. 
Now, now, brother uh, Diaz, brother Diaz, huh? Brother Diaz. Oh, he's in the back. I, you had your head down. I thought you were brother Diaz. Can you come up here and help me right quick? Now, here's what God did. Come on up here, Bubba. God said, I've been educating their head, their head, their head. Thou shalt, thou shalt not, thou, thou shalt, thou shalt. Sacrifice, 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 sacrifice. Holy, holy, holy. And nothing gets through their stubborn head. Folks, I don't want to have a hard head. How about you? Ever learning but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. But God said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a new thing in Israel. I'm going to write my law. Just hold my Bible right there. And that Bible was the Bible of V.A. Gidrose. It was given to him in 1943. And he preached nine general conferences. And this Bible has been in the general conference pulpit several times. He said, I'm going to write my law on the inward part. I'm not going to have a head religion. Christianity is not a head religion. We are not even a religion. We are a people. He got on that pedestal and he said, I am going to create in you a new heart. I'm going to take out the stony heart. Pastor, all oh, you laid down the foundation for my message here. I'm going to take out the stony heart. And I'm going to put in a heart of flesh. I'm going to create a royal priesthood. No longer do you have to stop at the veil. I'm going to rent the veil and you can come on in. I am creating a priesthood of believers. I can go into the presence of God. You can go into the presence of God. Come on, everybody. Can you get excited about what God did when he got back on his creative pedestal when the day of Pentecost was fully come? He created a new creature. Pastor read it this morning. A new creature. Everybody say, I'm a new creature. I'm a new creation. The devil doesn't know how to handle me. Because I've got power over every unclean spirit. Am I coming on too strong? I don't, I don't mean to be. I'm going to change from dwelling in temples made with hands. I'm going to create your body is going to be a temple of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to create a holy nation. A royal priesthood. Is anybody excited this morning? Oh, the magnitude of Pentecost. We just think it's another church on another block. It is not. We are not another church on another block. We are a holy nation. A royal priesthood.
What a God we serve. What a God we serve. I think we ought to exalt our great God. God doesn't have to put up with division, folks. I'm going to be honest with you. I got preacher friends that believe they can fuss and fight and still have the glory of God. Uh uh. God's not a fool, folks. God does not want a divided people. He wants us to be united, to be together, one mind, one vision, one heart. One passion. Lord God, I feel the Holy Ghost here this morning. And somebody shout hallelujah. God never comes to church, folks, to do nothing. I watch people come to church and they'll sit back. They won't even grunt amazing grace. They won't even hum how great thou art. They won't lift up a hand. God has so designed his church that every time we come together, friend, if you study the book of martyrs, you'll find out that that, that, that Holy Ghost worked. It carried, it carried bishops through burnings at the stake, and the fire did not even touch their bodies. The, the fire went around their body, and they wouldn't die. So they stabbed them, and their blood put out the fire. They sang it this morning. We'll walk through the fire and not be burned. The gates of hell will not prevail against God's church. Folks, this is the only thing God created that the devil cannot destroy. Hallelujah. 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 In the Old Testament, they had six feasts for the year. And all six of those feasts were repeated on the day of Pentecost. On the Feast of Pentecost, they would have six feasts that would, that would be repeated because God is a God of duplication. He wants His body to be healthy. They, they duplicated the Feast of Passover, the Unleavened Bread Feast, Feast of Pentecost, the Feast of, of Trumpets. The Feast of the Day of Atonement, Feast of Tabernacles. And every year, it was to duplicate. Everybody say duplicate. And, and, and they had to duplicate on a weekly basis, the Sabbaths. They duplicated at the beginning of each month. They duplicated sacrifices on a continual basis to remind them to keep drawing near to God. But all of that, they still fussed and killed and hated and warred and divided. And so God, God designed a day that he would get back on that creative pedestal and create the greatest creation. He says it's a glorious church. Without spot or wrinkle. Come on, folks. Don't worry about the church. 
It's in good hands. It's in good prophecy. Come on. Everybody say, we're together. We love each other. We don't gossip. We don't spread bad news. We don't hate one another. There's no schism in our church. There's no division. Paul said he didn't want any of that. God will not work with a divided people. God will not work with divided preachers either. Come on. We've got to love each other too, folks. What's good for the gander is good for the goose. Come on, everybody. And so God is a God of duplication. Because what happened in the upper room when they were in one mind and one accord, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. God never purposes anything for disunion. Never. But that day, he said those people are in one mind and one accord in one place. I'm coming in. And when he came in, as of a rushing mighty wind, cloven tongue like as a fire. Come on, folks. Don't underestimate the magnitude of what happened on that day. On the day of Pentecost. And then turn two chapters, three in the Bible to Acts 5. In Solomon's porch, just after Ananias and Sapphira were killed by the Holy Ghost. And the gossip of everybody was, did you hear about Ananias? Don't even talk about it. We're not talking about it. We're in Solomon's porch. We've got beds out here. We've got cots out here. We've got hammocks out here. We've got devil-possessed people out here. We've got sick people out here. We need a supernatural. And in one mind and one accord in Solomon's porch, the apostle Peter just walked through. And his shadow healed every one of them. All God needs, folks, is two or three. You can turn Tyler upside down in one mind. I'm believing that Tyler has yet to see the revival that this church, this united church, come on everybody, this church that loves one another. Come on, I want everybody to stand. This church that loves one another. We are loving Jesus through one another. Hallelujah. You may be seated for just a moment. Uh, I was diagnosed with cancer and, and I, I asked the doctor, I said, doctor, what have I done? He said, I got to take out your bladder. I said, doctor, what have I done? I cried. I said, Dr. Raj, what did I do? He's, well, I said, what did I eat? He said, no, that's not the issue. It's not what you ate, sir. You didn't do anything. He said, your body duplicates. And good sales duplicate good sales. And as long as good sales are duplicating good sales, you've got health. But if a good sale fails to duplicate, it turns bad. And that bad sale starts duplicating. And that's where your tumor started. And our God wants us to duplicate. 
Not Martin Luther. Not our great Billy Graham. Not our great preachers. Not our, we're not even trying to duplicate the Apostle Paul or Simon Peter. We are trying to duplicate what happened on the day of Pentecost. When they were in one mind. <coughs> one accord. In one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Can somebody shout hallelujah? God's on his creative pedestal in this church this morning. He can create whatever you need him to create. Are y'all going to rejoice with me a little bit? Because <clears throat> God never comes to church to do nothing. He doesn't come to take a nap. He doesn't come to see how it went. He comes to work. Where two or three are gathered in my name. It's a day of Pentecost. It's Solomon's porch. It's a Holy Ghost revival. It'll shake Tyler. This church is destined to turn Tyler upside down. Can somebody shout hallelujah? I'm going to close with this little story. I preached up north, Jerry and I did, and it was a cold wintertime revival. And one Sunday night, I preached on the cross, and a man sang in the praise team. And after I got through preaching and everybody was praying, he came up and said, Brother Gidrose, I'm going to give you this watch. And he gave me this beautiful Lewis Bowles watch. It's worth about $200. And five or six years went by. And last year, because of times, he was there. And he came up to me and said, Brother Gidrose, do you remember who I am? And I said, Brother, please forgive me. Oh, I'm the man that gave you the watch. Do you remember that I gave you the watch? I said, yes, sir. Oh, yeah, there you are. I remember you now. Brother Gidrose, do you know why I gave you that watch? I said, no. He said, because while you were preaching, God delivered me from pornography. He created in me a clean heart. He took out my porn heart and gave me a pure heart. God never comes to church to do nothing. He's come here to anoint you this morning. He's come to unite your family. I want you to stand with me. And I want us to do a one mind and one accord prayer time, if you will. Hallelujah. We're going to turn this city upside down. Oh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One mind and one accord. In one place we duplicate. We duplicate. Can we just give the Lord some praise? If you, you want the Holy Spirit, come this morning. Holy Ghost is here. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is the only issue of this church. Giving you power to live the life that he. 
He taught them for 4,000 years. He put it in their head, but now he's got it in our hearts. It's in our hearts. It's in our hearts. How many will come and stand with me in this altar area this morning? Brother Gidrose, we're in one mind. <laughs> what a car. We're in one mind and one accord, and we're going to duplicate the day of Pentecost. 3,000 people got the Holy Ghost. 3,000 people got the Holy Ghost. 120 in the upper room. They were in one mind and one accord in one place. All issues out. Every issue is out. We forgive, we forgive, we forgive. There's nothing going to hinder me from walking with God. I'm going to be baptized in the Holy Ghost this morning. I'm going to get baptized in Jesus' name before I leave church today. Because there's a, there's a creative power that's here. God is on His creative pedestal this morning. Where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm in their midst. I'm here to heal you. I'm here to heal you. I'm here to change you. Come on, Holy Ghost is here. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. <coughs> That's the only issue in this house this morning is Holy Ghost. I need Holy Ghost. I need Holy Ghost. Tarry until you receive the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Come on, Holy Ghost. I need more Holy Ghost. I'm going to pray until I speak in tongues. I'm going to get in unity with God. I'm going to tarry until I speak in tongues this morning. I'm going to leave here endued with power. I'm going to leave here endued with power. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. This is your hour. Tyler, Tyler, we're coming for you with one mind and one accord. We're going to see revival, miracles, signs, and wonders. Because we're united. We're together. There's no division. We prayed all of our issues out. Come on, sing it, sing it. Need some praise singers. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost is in this house. Somebody receive the Holy Ghost. Receive victory in your life. He's on his created pedestal here this morning. He's come here to work in your life. He's come to create a new creature, a new home, a new marriage, new finances. He's the creator. Holy Ghost is the creator. Ha ha. And the ha la 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 mo shata ya la la mine.